0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit StreetLevelRadio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Some preachers and some speakers
1: are big on words but small on content. Paul, well, he wanted to make sure he was big on content and practical help for his listeners. He wanted them to be impressed with his message, not just his style. After all, you don't need to be a great speaker with a large vocabulary to share the gospel effectively. The persuasive power is in the story, not in the storyteller. Paul was not speaking against those who carefully prepared what they saw or carefully prepared for Sunday mornings. He was speaking against those who tried to impress others only with their knowledge and their speaking ability. After all the issues that we have spoken of, after John 3.16, what do we get? Maturity, growth, development, a servant of God. In fact, after John 3.16, all the rest of living out the Christian life is manifested. So, everything after the gospel account of the crucifixion and resurrection is going to gear us towards development, growth and maturity. You see, it's a constant process, it's a continual event. We discussed this the last time we were together. That's why scripture so vividly describes our life in Christ, not as a sit or a stand, but as a walk. It is an action, one active participation, a work in progress. Paul knew this, of course, when he wrote this letter, and most definitely when he finished his life saying, I have completed my course. You know, men intend to love the gospel, but oftentimes we only love the gospel that leads us to salvation, not to discipleship, not to maturity, not to discipline. And then oftentimes we like the fact that leads to salvation, but we don't really like the act of salvation because we're less fond of the life of salvation because that entails things like holiness and the rejection of the lust of the world and it involves servanthood and dedication and lordship over our lives. So we kind of want our old lives and redemption. We do love the idea of salvation though, don't we? I mean, we like the idea of being released from the guilt and punishment of sin, but truthfully, we're far less keen on the idea of being released from the world as a whole. Scripture says that we are just passing through, merely sojourners. Do we live that way? You see, for the truly redeemed, this world is not our home. Getting into our text today, verse 19 says, "'For it is written, "'I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, "'and I will bring the discernment "'of the discerning to nothing.'" Verse 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Hasn't God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Now realize here that we've kind of stepped into some dangerous territory because please note that the text doesn't read, I destroyed the wisdom. It said, I will destroy. So either that is going to happen or it is happening then and it's happening now. But it makes little difference though when we look at the world today because it relies so heavily on the wisdom of the world to make it through the day. So it's not gone. Be careful that you don't knee-jerk on this because this passage is in no way telling us to shun doctors or that all science is of the devil or something. It is amazing, however, that when we look back at the things we at one time were told were okay for us or good for us, how many of those things are now considered disastrous. History is fraught with man's wisdom, quote-unquote. And how often it has been terribly destructive yet we were so and yet are so still willing to swallow all of it so despite all the advances in medicine and science and so many other technical areas it's clear that that's not enough because man is still sinking and seemingly faster by the day hey we're losing our minds we're losing our health we're losing our families there's starvation around the world, unprecedented violence and disease. It's plaguing every country and personal satisfaction and inner peace. while well, they're all long gone. Ravi Zacharias once was quoted saying, I am absolutely convinced that meaningless does not come from being weary of pain. Meaningless comes from being weary of pleasure. And that's why we are bankrupt of meaning in a land of so much humanity, well, it's failing miserably, isn't it? But all the while, we keep clinging tightly to the wisdom of this world. How I have witnessed so many people who embraced every tried and proven method of man, and yet still they found themselves in the end in bondage to something. Drugs, alcohol, marriage problems, depression. In the end, though, If they choose to embrace not just the idea of salvation, but the life of salvation, well, they found themselves finally free. God made foolish the wisdom of the world, and God will do this to the end of days. You may be saying, hold on here, Tim, are you saying God holds the answers to every issue I might face? Yes, I am. Now, that doesn't mean you should go home, stop taking your medication. However, a lot of people need to stop and honestly answer the critical question. Where is your trust? In God or men? Why do I do what I do? Why do I believe the way I believe? Because many people who call themselves Christians today, they need to seriously make some changes.
0: That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church,